Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. We now have the response coming from Job's third friend, who is Zophar, the Namathite. And once again, the word Namathite is um, controversial in those who study Job. It could be for the name of the person he's descended from, or it could be from the place where he hails from. In either case, it's not clear who the man is descended from, nor uh, where he comes from. Some believe that he is actually um, uh, the grandson of Eliaphaz. Some believe that he's descended from Esau, but the truth is we don't know. What we do know that is of the three friends, this one really has the sharpest tongue. He um, is pretty sarcastic and vitriolic as he starts to um, speak to Job. And essentially, he, he basically tells Job, you deserve worse than you've gotten. You know, you're such a scoundrel. Uh, you should be more miserable than you are. So um, not much comfort found in, in Zophar. But uh, let's read Job chapter 11. Then Zophar, the Namathite, replied, Are all of these words to go unanswered? Is this talker to be vindicated? Will your idle talk reduce others to silence? Will no one rebuke you when you mock? You say to God, My beliefs are flawless, and I'm pure in your sight. Oh, how I wish that God would speak, that he would open his lips against you and disclose to you the secrets of wisdom, for true wisdom has two sides. Know this, God has even forgotten some of your sin. Can you fathom the mysteries of God? Can you probe the limits of the Almighty? They are higher than the heavens above. What can you do? They're deeper than the depths below. What can you know? Their measure is longer than the earth and wider than the sea. If he comes along and confines you in prison and convenes a court, who can oppose him? Surely he recognizes deceivers. And when he sees evil, does he not take note? But the witless can no more become wise than a wild donkey's colt can be born human. Yet, if you devote your heart to him and stretch out your hands to him, if you put away the sin that is in your hand and allow no evil to dwell in your tent, then, free of fault, you will lift up your face. You will stand firm and without fear. You will surely forget your trouble, recalling it only as waters gone by. Life will be brighter than noonday, and darkness will become like morning. You will be secure because there is hope. You will look about you and take your rest in safety. You will lie down with no one to make you afraid, and many will court your favor. But the eyes of the wicked will fail, and escape will elude them. Their hope will become a dying gasp. So um, a miserable retort from uh, Zophar. As I said, he comes out um, swinging against Job. He replied, will all of these words go unanswered? Talking about all that Job has said. He says, is this talker to be vindicated? Will your idle talk reduce others to silence? In other words, Job, by calling it idle talk, he's basically saying nothing Job has said matters 
or is truthful. And so he takes it upon himself to rebuke Job, operating under the assumption Job is mocking God and lying. Verse 4, you say to God, my beliefs are flawless and I'm pure in your sight. Oh, how I wish that God would speak, that he would open his lips against you. And so God, um, obviously, in Zophar's opinion, if God spoke about Job, it would not be pretty. And um, God would quickly put Job in his place and, and explain that he's not innocent. He's a liar and he's a sinner. And he says, know this, God has even forgotten some of your sin. Job eleven four and 5 from the contemporary evangelical version says, you claim to be innocent and argue that your beliefs are acceptable to God. And so he makes the statement, you claim to be innocent. And then he says in verse 6, God has punished you less than you deserve. What a terrible thing to say to someone who's suffering. God has punished you less than you deserve. Nevertheless, that's what he said. He then extols some of God's virtues, uh, which are correct, but he contrasts them with Job's faults, which are incorrect. And so he says, uh, verse 7, Can you fathom the mysteries of God? Can you probe the limits of the Almighty? They are higher than the heavens above. What can you do? They are deeper than the depths below. What can you know? Their measure is longer than the earth and wider than the sea. If he comes along and confines you in prison and convenes a court, who can oppose him? Surely he recognizes deceivers. And so the implication is Job is a deceiver. He goes on and says, and when he sees evil, does he not take note? And so once again, the implication is Job is evil. Job is um, doing something evil, declaring evil things. And then he, he, in verse 12, we read, but the witless can no more be wise than a wild donkey's colt can be born human. And so, Job, you're witless. You have um, uh, no more ability to have good, clear thoughts than a wild donkey's colt uh, can be born human. You're not smart. You're not wise. You're not a good person, Job. And so he goes on and just says, essentially, um, pray, give up your sins, repent, and then everything will be great. Verse 13, yet if you devote your heart to him and stretch out your hands to him, If you put away the sin that is in your hand and allow no evil to dwell in your tent, then free of fault you will lift up your face and you will stand firm and without fear. You will surely forget your trouble, recalling it only as water's gone by. And so this this statement, stretch out your hands to him, this is a position of prayer, essentially saying, turn to the Lord in prayer. And then uh, give up your sins, you know, those things that you're, you're secretly doing that you won't admit. Give up those sins, and then uh, all of your troubles will go away. All of your troubles will be behind you, and everything will be great. Your life will be wonderful again. Verse 17, life will be brighter than noonday, and darkness will become like morning. You'll be secure because there's hope, and you will look about and take your rest in safety. You will lie down with no one to make you afraid, and many will court your favor. And so this um, uh, Zophar expresses a number of platitudes about God that are true. God is is magnificent. God uh, is deeper 
than the depths below, and his ways are higher than the heavens above, and so forth. But Job is not a deceiver. Job is not witless. Job is not a liar. And so um, some of these statements are not applicable. But in his mind, once again, he's dealing with uh, the concept of Job is getting what he deserves. And so he, um, he states his case that way. Uh, Lord, forgive us when we have incorrectly judged others. Lord, um, uh, sometimes we judge with the seeing of our eyes and not with your biblical principles. Lord, you, uh, you look on the inside and not on the outside. And sadly, this so far is examining the outside evidence and coming to incorrect conclusions. Forgive us if we've done the same thing, or in fact, we know that we've all done the same thing from time to time. Forgive us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be wise in your eyes and not in our own eyes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.